0: Hello, and welcome to of the people. I am Robert Chernin. Thank you so much for joining us again. There is a new threat to America. That's right. The Constitution is a threat to American democracy. So says CNN. So says two quote unquote scholars from that place of knowledge, Harvard. And if you think I'm making this up, folks, I'm not. So on CNN, scholars warn quote that The outdated constitution has put democracy at risk. Names Stephen Levitsky, Daniel Ziblatt, if I got that right, who are authors of the tyranny of the majority. Excuse me, tyranny of the minority. What these guys don't understand is the exact founding of the Constitution was to make sure that there was not a tyranny of the majority. So it gave the minority or the smaller states rights to check and balance the bigger states that's the electoral college right that's the us house of representatives that that's that whole big state small state deal that they came up with right and that's why there is an electoral college and by the way for you scholars at harvard we're not a democracy we're a constitutional republic at least we used to be right and just for your edification Really, our independence wasn't 1776. It was 1787 when the Constitution was written, right? We had the Articles of Confederation initially. They proved to be inoperable in terms of states being able to conduct interstate commerce. It was a very weak federal government, although maybe we should go back to that. So the Constitution, requires checks and balances, not only within branches, but between branches. And it requires a word that the Democrats don't understand, which is why they don't like the constitution. And that word is compromise. Right now, the problem is the only people compromising are the Republicans. So we start sort of like bringing a knife to a gunfight. right? So And what they're basically saying is, they're advocating for dismantling the electoral college and reforming the US Senate, which obviously means they wanna get rid of the filibuster. And here's, the best part. This will quote, bring us up to speed with our democratic peers and and make America a more vibrant democracy. Um, They should re-roll this tape, play it back from the beginning. Folks, we're not a democracy. We're a constitutional republic. At least we were until March of 2020. So next time you wanna know the greatest threat to America, turn to CNN because they'll tell you it's the constitution. You cannot make this stuff up. We'll be right back with the main segment of the show. Hello, and welcome back to Of The People. I am Robert Chernin with my lovely co-host.
1: Erica Reddick.
0: Erica. I don't usually lead off the show and get angry, but I am pissed off, (laughs) right? I mean, how do you have the temerity, right? See, I I mean, look, you know, I I understand the communist news network, right? CNN,
1: Mm, but CNN
0: has the temerity to put on these two so-called scholars. By the way, I've published all these articles. Am I a scholar too?
1: Yes. Yes.
0: So I should behave scholarly? I don't think so. All you have
1: to do is call yourself a scholar and you're a scholar.
0: Well, if I call myself like six foot two, does that help? Yes. Yeah. We're that now
1: trans height. We're now, we're oh, now. I can doing whatever trans height, I height I want. Yes. <laughs> yes.
0: So wait a minute. So these two knuckleheads yep. basically say that the United States Constitution is a threat to democracy.
1: Yes, it is. I mean, it is technically a threat to democracy. Um, and we don't want. Explain a pure... this. So we don't want a pure democracy. Um, I I actually I had to pull out my my handy book here, uh, the indispensable Electoral College by Tara Ross. I actually did a presentation on the Electoral College back in the day, and uh, our one of our founding fathers, Alexander Hamilton, uh, in his infinite wisdom, said uh, this is part of a speech. He said the ancient democracies in which the people themselves deliberated never possessed one feature of good government. Their very character was tyranny, their figure deformity. So over and over and over again, the founding fathers of this country said that democracy was, going, was sucked And they called it names. (laughs) They said how terrible it was. And
0: don't hold back. Tell us what you really
1: think. I mean, some of these quotes are like pretty bad.
0: Well, um, well, first of all, you know that Alexander Hamilton was all about a strong federal government, so he wouldn't like a democracy anyway. But your point is taken. Yeah, right? the point, so they the knew that we're not really a democracy because because, by the way, that's why there are two houses, right? We have a yes. bicameral legislature that one is supposed to burn hot and the other is supposed to be the cooling chamber. Exactly. That's why the Senate is supposed to be this deliberative body and the passions that inflame the populace or the or the people go through the House. Correct.
1: So we have one chamber that is representative of the electorate in that we have one representative per so many thousand Uh, Or 100,000 people in any given state. And so you have the voice of the people, you have the voice of the democratic electorate, right? The whole people. But then, like you said, the Senate, which, you know, part of the reason why they serve longer and things like that, is because they're supposed to be the calmer ones who don't react and respond to the mob to the whims of the people they we go okay
0: but wait wait, wait a minute i don't want to get into the sort of you know oh yeah the weeds um, the weeds of operation i mean yeah. let's go back to cnn because what cnn clearly meant by airing this yeah because i don't want to sort of you know depends on how you spell democracy or your definition of democracy well, is you it know,
1: depends on what your definition of the word is, is is thank you
0: thank you bill clinton where's the blue dress thank you <laughs> um but clearly what they're basically arguing for is is tyranny of the majority versus tyranny of the minority and and even though you can take them to task that, we, because you know we're not a democracy, pure and simple, we're a constitutional republic. What right. they're really arguing is that they don't want to uh, give any credence or any weight or any power to anything other than the majority and it should be pure majority rule. And therefore the constitution is outdated. Of course, Correct. I'm wondering how the constitution is outdated because these are the same people that think the constitution is a living document. Yeah okay so but so i mean clearly what they're saying because i mean to me it follows from that's why they don't want to teach civics oh yeah because if people understood what the constitution really said this would be a different discussion all they're trying to do is bury it so now so they've marginalized it they don't teach it in the public schools anymore that's right they don't really teach it in college unless of course you take a course on the u.s constitution which by the way So I went to school in Canada, right? I went to McGill University in Montreal. Mm. I had to go to Montreal and select a course on the U.S. Constitution and the American government to learn in college, because I didn't learn it in high school. I went to a public school, how my government is supposed to operate. Mm. I had to leave the country to even get that course. And that was way before wokeism took everything over. It's wild.
1: Yeah, I think that they, what, what is so fascinating to me about uh, the conversations about the Constitution, and I think that they know this, but the average American doesn't because of what you just said, which is that we don't study it. Um, our Constitution is very liberal. It is set up so that you can be you and I can be me, and we're not supposed to really be able to interfere with each other except for in circumstances where we are infringing on each other's rights. And so the very people who call themselves liberal are actually fighting to get rid of the document that has allowed for things like same-sex marriage and all of the other progressive, ideologies and whatever else that they're doing. You and are arguing
0: so, you're arguing facts? They don't care about
1: facts. No, they this is why I'm saying like they are arguing for tyranny. And that's why I go I go do they understand that they are literally arguing for the tyranny of the minority? We no, already ma- have
0: majority, majority.
1: No, I'm saying minority. Because why? because what has happened already is that so few people are actually engaging with their government we have that's so few want.
0: people but that's what they want
1: we have so few people even voting anymore that we already are being ruled by only like seven to ten percent of the actual uh, population of the united states it is a very small sect of people who believe in all the nonsense that they're pushing on us. Yet they have been able to take over and control the levers of power. They have been able to uh, so me, mobilize encaps- people to vote where conservatives don't. Let me let
0: me let me encapsulate this. So what yeah. you're really saying is, while they're arguing against the tyranny of, of the minority in favor of the tyranny of the majority. In reality, they are the, they are the tyranny of the majority. It's a minority, but it's just a different minority. It's their minority, seven to 10%. Exactly.
1: Yes. So that's what the point of the constitution was to avoid the tyranny of the minority or the majority. The whole point was that you shouldn't be able to get a minority of people together to then tell everybody else what to do. And so when you have people talking about how you know we're run by an oligarchy, you know, or the corporate uh, what is it called, Robert, when it's the corporations that are um running it.
0: Um
1: corp cor- I don't Oh, there's a word for it. Crony
0: capitalism. Yeah, whatever, whatever. Did, like Did you just whatever me?
1: yet no i'm saying yes exactly like whatever what there's a there's another word for it but it's basically like we've allowed this small minority of corporations and corrupt politicians to run our government and to run this country
0: again so when i was when i was in university there there was a book written by a sociologist named thomas die called who's running america Now that's got to go back folks i am dating myself only because no one else will right (laughs) so you go so that has to be like 1981 okay so we're talking about 40 some odd years ago even back then if you trace the corporations and the shells and whatnot you know the power was sort of consolidated that's not the issue the issue i want to come back to though is really when you talk about the constitution you can't have it both ways they they want to amend the constitution um yet they're trying to let's bring trump into this right they're trying to use the 14th amendment section three by the way to disqualify donald trump (laughs) with charges of that he um, insurrection and i forget the other term they were using but basically you know that he was uh, trying to overthrow the government, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. And I don't even want to get into it all January 6th, what we know and what we don't. The point is they're trying to, on the one hand, use the Constitution to disbar their political enemy from running for office. Yeah. At the same time they're trying to do away with the Constitution. Yeah. Of course. Same, right. You know, and forget about the fact that, you know, you're supposed to be innocent until proven guilty. No. So so sedition and insurrection are things that have to be proved. It's sort of like you know when you impeach someone, you then have to prove and remove them from office. And you right, right. Mm, so yep, it, it's just it's it's amazing to me that the outrage that I have though is we just take it. Yeah. And I am surprised. I mean, forget about the guns, but at least we need to like hit the streets with pitchforks and, and, you know, and, you know, you know, farming tools and, you know, you know, just so that way they won't feel that threatened. Cause you know, you know how that works, you know, got you know, God forbid, you know, you, you show a gun in public, you know, all of a sudden you're militia or you're an extreme right-wing Christian, of course, you're extreme right-wing Christian, you're a threat. Well, if you're, by the way, if you're devoutly Christian, you're a threat Definitely to this government. Definitely threat, and we've already documented that Jesus so is very so, threatening. So, so he, um, uh, you know, well, you know, when he was turning the other cheek, right? When he turned the Forgiving other cheek, giving
1: seven times, seven yeah. times, seven times. Yeah, he times. was using
0: the back of his hand to smack the guy next to him. I don't know. I mean, it's just, you know, and that's what they're worried about. You know, actually, they're worried about forces they can't control. That's what they're worried about. This is all about control. But so, so here's the other thing, right? Constitutionally speaking, I don't know if you saw this in the news, but so former attorney general, Edwin Meese, Ed Meese, who was the attorney general under Ronald Reagan.
1: Yeah. I was going to say, wow, that is a. He's
0: 91. So again, we're going to stay on this Trump thing with the constitution. Okay. So, so the thing that still gets me is you have Fannie Willis, who is the um, attorney general in Georgia, yep. filing a racketeering lawsuit against a federal officer and sitting officer president, right? right, And no one has come out to challenge that. It's till Ed Meese So Ed Me's just filed in district court under article six of guy We're not even getting into the folks. We're not even getting into the amendments. We're getting into the original (laughs) articles of the Constitution. So this was the first stuff they wrote, not the stuff they wrote afterwards to make sure your rights weren't messed with, right? You're right. Article 6 of the Constitution, Section 2 has something called... By the way, they taught me really well at McGill about my own Constitution, just so you know, in in Canada. You know, that was the old Canada, not Trudeau's Canada. Article 6, Section 2 is the Supremacy Clause. Mm. And the Supremacy Clause basically says that federal laws are... Our supreme and federal, you know, goes through, you know, it's not a lot of words either, right? So he has filed a petition in district, in U.S. District Court, you know, citing that, based on Article 6 of the Constitution, that she can't bring a lawsuit against a, a president for, at, at the state level. So this, right, I mean, so it's going to oh, be interesting, interesting to see how how that plays itself out. Look, it's it's no different than the 10th amendment in the sense that the 10th amendment to the, you know, which is the states rights amendment says that any right, it's the inverse, right? Right. Article 6, section 2 says that federal laws are supreme, that you cannot you know that you cannot go after uh you know federal you, know, you can't challenge federal laws and federal laws even reign over state constitutions. Right? Specifically stated. Article 10 of I'm sorry, amendment 10 to the bill of rights basically says that any right not delegated to to the federal government government. by omission is a state's rights issue but this so they're connected right so this issue is specifically stated not even in an amendment in the in the articles original articles and yet no one until 91 year old edwin meese former u.s attorney general for the united states brings this up now look we all know that this is all going to the supreme court at some point i don't know how they're going to rule i mean obviously i can't imagine that they would find that that this is not that this is constitutional but it you know it just goes to show you the weaponization i mean the democrats are using any tool possible to and mostly the doj at this point i mean the fbi is used to intimidate and silence yeah, but it's the DOJ that's really weaponized, and then you've got these, you know, these scholars. I'm a scholar. I wrote a book. Uh, you might be an author. I'm not sure that makes you a scholar. Of course, if you're from Harvard, maybe it's the same thing, right? That bastion of conservatism.
1: Well, I think they do this a lot. So whether you're You know, whether it's at the state level or at the federal level, whether it's Joe Biden with his executive orders, they will do things that they know are unconstitutional or illegal. And get away with it for as long as they can get away with it until it makes it w- its way through the courts. Joe Biden literally said about the COVID stuff, um, the vaccine mandates, the student loan forgiveness. He said in some circumstances out loud that he knew that it was illegal and that he didn't have the authority to do it. But that it would take years or months to go through the court system. And in the meantime, we the would be able to do blah, blah, the, the blah, dam- blah, blah. The,
0: the, the damage is done. So, so exactly so, so much for lady justice being blind and, and fast. Well, right? and because I think you- it, oh, sorry. It's- By the way, you, you know, you you know, one of your other rights is that you have the right to a speedy trial. Oh God.
1: Yeah. No, not anymore. They don't right. care and that's i think it speaks to something that you you know have have said before and i think we were talking about it i was it just last week about how they are intentionally trying to degrade the rule of law and the yes. courts in the eyes of the people so it, if if the courts and laws are delegitimized then what do we have left
0: And you point well taken. So last week when we were talking about the New Mexico uh, gun grab, it was forcing public officials to come out and say, we're not going to uh, listen to those laws or enforce those laws, which Mm. really perpetuates the breakdown of rule of law anyways, regardless, even though we, you and I both from an emotional and moral standpoint, support support of that. So we're getting the high sign to go to break, but I want to just posit one more thing. Isn't that fast? Are we having fun yet? Yeah. I'm, I'm having fun. You know, I love so, talking about the Constitution. I know. I, I would totally in, marry the Constitution. Uh, if you I know, got. on break, you know what? I, I'm wondering how the conjugal part of that would work, but we'll talk about that at some <laughs> other time. But here's one way I would like to utilize, not use, but utilize the Constitution. Mm. So let's now go to, to the First Amendment, right? Okay. Congress shall make no law that abridges or establishes religion. Called the establishment clause. Right. From our perspective, wokeism is a religion a, is a religion. I think we should try to find someone to look for a legal basis <gasps> to challenge wokeism utilizing the establishment clause in the constitution, because the federal government either either directly, possibly directly, but certainly indirectly, is establishing a state religion. And I'm going to leave it on that thought because we got to go to break. But wokeism is a religion. And if they're using the Constitution, then so should we. Amen. Folks, you are listening to Of the People with Robert Chernin and the lovely
1: Eric Reddick.
0: We got to go make some money because, unlike the Marxists and communists that are you know, running most of the institutions, we like money. We have to we go like make money. Some. We'll be right back. The politicians in Washington don't care about you. While they argue and bicker and do nothing, our country is falling apart. And our cherished freedoms, they're being stripped away, one right at a time. It's time to do something about it. The American Center for Education and Knowledge is fighting back to restore America. Join us in our fight to defend American exceptionalism and defend the Constitution. Go to ASICfund.org to learn more. That's A-C-E-K-F-U-N-D dot Do it now. Hello, and welcome back to Of The People. I am Robert Chernin with... Erica Reddick. My lovely co-host. And folks, if you haven't figured it out yet, I am traveling on the road, so if there's a little bit of static in the, in the feed, do bear with us. But Erica, I want to come right back to where we left off which is wokeism is a religion. They mm. use the constitution against us. Yeah. Shouldn't we really try to file a char- or file a court case? Yeah. Using the establishment clause in the 14th in the uh, first amendment. Yep. Yeah. That the government's establishing a religion, what do you think about that?
1: I would love to see that. I would love to see somebody do that. I think they absolutely should. And, um, I'm for it. I'd support it.
0: So so folks, if you're listening, we want your opinion. The The first amendment, freedom of religion, the government shall not establish a religion. They are establishing a religion with all these woke policies. And it has all the things, including a deity, frankly, if you want to yeah. think right into it. So what do you think? So you can contact me at at, RB at which is Twitter. You can find us on Facebook. You can email me at Robert C. at ASIC, A-C-E-K-F-U-N-D, ASICfund.org. What do you think about that? Erica, if they want to talk to you instead of me?
1: They can go to at Erica Reddick on Twitter or my new fancy email address, Erica at Coalition, the number for America. So that's Erica, E-R-I-C-K-A, at Coalition for America dot com.
0: Folks, we'd love your opinion on this. You know, the other segwaying, the other problem with the constitution is no one teaches it anymore,
1: mm.
0: right? Civics, and which who brings me—who
1: do we have to thank for that,
0: Robert? Well, well, you're not thanking me for it. So, my hopping hobbit girlfriend is back in the news ah, I, under the I heading knew of under the it. heading of teachers not teaching, right? I mean, <laughs> we'll talk about the lockdowns in a second, right? So, Randy Weingarten does an interview where she likens people, you know, there's this whole parental rights movement. Um, So we're now extremists, terrorists. Now she used the word segregationist. Ooh. So, but you have to love the beauty of the play here. So they are using a racially charged word, segregation, right? Because it harkens back to the days of segregation. Yep. and. And so they're playing the race card again, or their identity politics again. And any parents who want to be informed as to what's being taught in the school, or you know whether their kid is, wants to, you know, uh, transgender or change their whatever that transition is, yeah, right. We're now segregationists. But here's what I want to say. So she says, and because she was talking to the Southern uh, Policy Law Center, oh, right? Oh, God. bastion, uh, right? You got oh, those guys. God. So so she says, allowing parents to have more input in children's education is wrong. Here you go. The (gasps) same kind of roots that happened in the aftermath of Brown versus the Board Board of (gasps) Education, which is separate but equal, those same words that you heard in terms of wanting segregation are being used today. And you know what those same words are that are are segregationist, choice, and parental rights. What? So the fact that I, I can't make this up here here, here you go parent that's there I'm telling you Oh my you. god So which leads me to the following question I mean this is not like your Mickey Mantle and you played for the Yankees oh and we're god. retiring number 7 and you can never use it again you know you can't use the number anymore So so because the words choice and parental rights were used in the aftermath by the segregationist of Brown versus the Board of Education back in the day, so no one can use the word choice anymore in any sentence or parental rights in any sentence because then you're a segregationist. But here's what I don't understand, isn't one of their whole platforms on choice? So they can use the word choice. Yes. But we can't use the word choice because we're my body, my
1: choice. So it must be that yeah. if you're pro-abortion, you also are a segregationist. Apparently, um, if you want consent, uh, if you are a person who is about consent before sexual engagements, um, thereby making it a clear choice, uh, you also are a segregationist. I am telling you what. These people are brilliant. That is the dumbest crap I have ever
0: heard before.
1: The way I can't even
0: wait, the, but it's it's not dumb because no one's calling other than you and me, nobody's calling them out on this hypocrisy and inconsistency. So so let me see if I got this straight. Cause you know, now you're going and that's the whole Nazism thing, right? Hitler did and said certain things that then if you even use the word choice or print and I'm not condoning Hitler nor the Third Reich. Okay, guys, get over yourself. Right? Obviously. Oh. He's a right-wing extremist, white supremacist. Um, oh, yeah, I'm, a Jewish,
1: I, a Jewish uh, Nazi exactly. sympathizer. Yes. <laughs> I'm a Jewish
0: Nazi sympathizer, exactly. You know, you know, <laughs> right? But it, it amazes me that no one calls this out. And by the way, the people they're going after are Moms for Liberty.
1: Yes. They're going
0: after Betsy DeVos and all these people. <laughs> yep. And and here's what she says. I was kind of gobsmacked. I mean, I, I mean, I I like the smacked part. Can I say that on air? Yes. I was kind of gobsmacked when I was talking to the Southern Poverty Law Center, and they showed me the same words: choice, parental rights, and attempts to divide parents versus teachers. And at that point, it was white parents versus other parents. But it's the same kind of words. What? Heaven, tor- what? Crap.
1: It's the English language. Oh my God. How many words are we supposed to use to get the point across?
0: Which by the way, so they can use, so what it really means is they have free use of the dictionary. Yes. We do not. Every yes. time a word is used for a bad purpose, according to them, we it's sort of like, they you know, twist you, you, it. Take, no, you take it out of the lexicon, you can't use it anymore. But yes. they can use it, notwithstanding the inconsistencies. So let me see if I got this straight. They want choice over their bodies, right? But yep. I don't have choice over a vaccine or a mask.
1: Or where your kid goes to school. Or where my you kid do, goes- you're a Nazi. Or
0: or, or or my kid goes to school, right? So it gets it gets better, right? It it just um,
1: it really like I just have to say there are moments where where I feel like it's cliche at this point, but there are moments that we are having conversations and especially on this show where I go, Oh my God, 1984 is literally coming true. George Orwell's book, 1984 is literally coming true where words, they're literally trying to manipulate words. As if they're they the are. only people who can define them or but, say what but, they mean. But,
0: but wait a minute, that's them. part of what a new religion is. That's why Woke is, is is a religion. Every, everything you, you talk about, you and I, right? Uh, when yeah. it comes to a culture thing can be understood through the prism or, or, or the eyepiece of wokeism is a religion. Religion mm. gets to define the terms. A religion establishes a dogma. Mm. Religion has a deity. Religion ha- has punishment for transgressors. A religion is intolerant of those who don't. I mean, all of those things. So The and, legalism and get, is... Right. But And then you get the Southern Poverty Law Center, who's equating Moms for Liberty. Now, Moms for Liberty is an activist group. It doesn't make them extreme. They And all Moms, all moms for Liberty want is they want to be informed on what's going on in the schools for their children. And now they're getting likened by the... And by the way, leave it to the Southern Poverty Law Center to liken them to the Ku Klux Klan, right? I mean, um, so, I mean... And, and I, I have to say this. They're worried about white supremacy and I'm worried about white stupidity. Right, I mean, <laughs> you, you just sit here and go. From a serious standpoint, though, where is the opposition?
1: <sighs> I love it, white stupidity. Because really, okay, right. first of all, if that if that term is not coined already, Robert, we need to give you credit for it, white, white stupidity. stupidity, because it goes along with the whole white, uh, um. Oh my gosh, what is it called? Um white guilt and all this other stuff. Like all of these a lot of these problems and nonsense are not being pushed by black people. This conversation, you know, do- isn't coming from black people saying it. It's coming from rich, college educated white elitists and they're saying it to other college educated white elitists in their safe
0: uh, spaces where they can't be challenged
1: by anybody and so they're just going along with it and then everybody else is kind of on the outside being like yo bro no 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 and then they don't realize how they are like they're so blinded by their own ideology that they don't realize they're actually the racist ones because they believe in their mind that non-white people are so hapless, helpless, that they don't, that they don't want good education for their kids, that they don't want school choice, that they, that black people don't want parents' rights and to know what's going, black people don't care at all about their kids' education and they couldn't possibly want choice or knowledge of what's happening in the classroom. Like,
0: by the way, other other than the twerking video you guys showed me last, last <laughs> show, um, and I am not a black person, obviously, but I would imagine that black parents want the same thing for their kids that all the other parents want. They want an education for their kids. They want their kids to start out better than they did. They want, they want safety in their neighborhoods. They want to be able to put food on the table. I don't see that as a racial issue. I don't give a damn if you're black, you're white, you're pink, you're purple, you're green. I could care less. What I care about is the hypocrisy. Well, two things: a, it's the hypocrisy of all this nonsense. Because, by the way, we are all racist now because now they get to define what racism is. Yes. And if there's and if there's anything that really um, it entrenches that uh, they're in power and we're fighting against power. Yeah. Is is there Is there hissy fits when anything wants to change the status quo? Because now that they, now that wokeism is the new religion of the country as established by the elites and the media, anything that transgresses that, or, or seeks to, you know, swing the pendulum the other way, i.e. parental rights is, is, is where, is where all of this comes from. Oh my God. Did you did you see the book? What?
1: Wait, wait, Robert, I just realized, okay. White, have you heard the term white savior? white saviorism i have
0: not heard of white saviorism okay so this i'm is, not the white savior
1: okay so this is something that particularly you'll hear from like black people talk about that, like these kind of wokeism. you know randy Weingarten folks they're the white savior sure. that's the savior okay when we talk about wokeism as a religion then y- the culmination of it the savior the messiah right the messiah figure the christ figure is the white elites because they literally believe that they are here to save black people from right. you know white people right. or whatever so we actually even have they even have a messiah they believe that they are the christ figure so in who's the this messiah, re- the religion
0: person or community the, the white the white people the white
1: liberal elites oh, so, so there's, no, are, there's
0: no one person who's a messiah it's oh. it's the Okay. it's look, the belief
1: is, system.
0: Look, look, Oh, wow. It, it, it is clear that this is all about religion, right? So and it's not Judeo-Christian religion. It's not Muslim religion. No, it is. A, it is the religion of wokeism, right, which we preach, by the way. And what they're trying to do is entrench it for generations. Do you see the book that that's now in controversy? Oh, so God, there's a what? book being there is a book called Being You, a first conversation about gender. Oh, God. And it is now in, in the school systems. And, you know, it says things like it teaches, but I, I'm going to take out the, 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 the age for now. It teaches that there are, quote, a lot of different genders and that they may, quote, unquote, grow into other genders as they grow up. Now, I have a problem with the book, and, I, you know, we can show you pictures of it. But this book is being targeted for, to two-year-olds through five-year-olds, <gasps> right? So it is, it is, it is called being you a first conversation about gender here i'll read you a verse from the book when a baby is born grown-ups might say it's a girl if their body has a vagina or it's a boy if their body has a penis sometimes grown-ups aren't sure but they choose the words girl and boy anyway and it instructs toddlers on the concept of gender spectrum, saying there are a lot of different genders and that some people are neither boys or girls, but both. They are teaching this crap have to you, two-year-olds, to five-year-olds. Okay? Who,
1: have you ever talked to a two-year-old? Two-year-olds can't even make sentences. Who on God's green earth is having that stupid what? conversation with a two-year-old? Um, this is now in, the,
0: in a lot of public school systems. Okay. So again, this is a war on religion, right? Even. And then, and by the way, I juxtapose this. So there was a woman I want to say, I think it was in Texas. There was a, was it in Texas? Yeah. In a Texas school, she wanted to go into the school to see what was going on. They tried to make her sign a non-disclosure agreement <gasps> before she could get into the school. Now they ultimately backed off of it. But if this isn't the battle lines being drawn here, through what? Let's start, let's end where we started, right? Teachers unions are yeah. not about teaching and they're not <laughs> about students, right? Randy nope. Weingarten, right? All, all the crap. It's a political organization that's meant to, A, maintain the flow of money, yep, right? B, drive out ideology into, into the school districts, right? Yep. You've got the California school board who, who calls anyone who's against transgenderism extremists. You have the diversity teacher in Colorado who wants to burn things down because the equity agenda was not being, I mean, you know, we're going to put together a montage of the total attack on U.S. sort of moral, uh, ethical, and constitutional principle, because there's so many different fronts here. But it all ties back to, it starts and it ends with education, Mm. right? And, yeah. it, and it has taken, you know, the progressives or the wokesters or whatever you want to call them, 30 years to get here. You remember growing up? Well, you're younger than me. Growing up, you know, the communists and the socialists, you'd hide in corners and they'd whisper oh, about yeah. it. They're so brazen. It's it out a in the bad open. Word. because Because they're in control now. And yeah. anyone who thinks they're not in control. So that's why when I say to people, you know, well, I'm conservative. Or they say they're a conservative. I said, you're not a conservative. What the hell are you conserving? You can't conserve mm. that which you've already lost right you can be a restorationist right you could you could you know it's that whole you know make America great again thing yeah you know, in, in different terms but right. you know you have someone like Randy weingarten who who is using inflammatory words like segregationist to play the race card and let's not forget there is a generation of kids that will be, intellectually stunted yes because people like randy weingarten in conjunction with uh what's her name jill biden the first lady yep shut down schools and kept them closed for political reasons yep. and for power yep so when this generation who is now sort and again we've already documented right this generation or or the scores we're getting we're at yep. a ten or twenty year low in math and you know yep. Johnny can't read or write anymore because yep. we don't want him to read the Constitution so it makes sense that they can't read or write. Yep. Right. I mean, let's not forget folks. Who to blame here? And That's I don't right. like to blame blame game, but this is all about the teachers unions. This is all about the National Education Association. This is all about Randy Weingarten and the yep. American Federation of Teachers. This is all about the California teachers unions.
1: Yep, dismantle them, dismantle them, ban them, disband them, get rid of them. Period. We need to.
0: Right, and then and then you've got what was the what was the superintendent of schools? His name in Oklahoma. We need to look that up. There are some mm. people around the country that are that are calling this out. And I want to say it's Walter. I don't, I don't remember his remember. name. Perhaps Lord Benjamin. You can look up the superintendent of schools in the state of Oklahoma. But yeah, if you want to see someone weeks who's, ago. who's doing it right, who's calling it out, and then you know, on top of education, you have my new girlfriend. You know, I have so many of them, right? <laughs> then there's then there's Emily Drabinsky. Oh, by the way, so Lord Benjamin now says that Ryan Walters is the guy. Ah, Folks, look up Ryan Walters. He is the superintendent of schools in Oklahoma. He's fighting the good fight. That's right. Right. But then there's my new girlfriend, Emily Drabinski. You know who Emily Drabinski is?
1: Why is that? Name is familiar. I'm trying to remember why.
0: She is the newly elected president of the American Library Association.
1: Oh, yes.
0: And she is a self-avowed lesbian Marxist. Now, I don't know if making you a lesbian has any bearing on being a Marxist or vice versa. Why they have to be in the same sentence, I don't really know. A lot Um, of
1: them are. A lot of them are are lesbians. It's very strange. A lot of these famous Marxist leaders are lesbians. I don't don't know why.
0: You know they're not homosexual. Maybe they're guys. Are they all women? You know so what? Maybe- I shouldn't
1: misgender them. You're sure. right.
0: Oh, <laughs> you misogynistic. Right? You misogynistic. Right? So maybe, look. Maybe the issue is, may- maybe it's all the white liberal women. Maybe mm. that's the real problem. Now, how's that for a a, a misogynistic comment? Ooh. Come on, folks. Give me your I'll, best shot.
1: I'm in agreement. I'm in agreement. Because, Just because, the wait
0: a if men are emasculated and they're toxic. Yeah. And then it's gotta be the white women that are pushing this nonsense because the men don't have a voice anymore. Forget That's about right. genitalia. Those are packed in on a shelf somewhere, right? Yep. So they don't have those. So they're eunuchs, essentially. Yes. Right? No strong male type, you know.
1: Yep. Not I mean, allowed. No father,
0: no father knows best. So so maybe it's the white liberal women.
1: Oh yeah. Oh, big time. Oh, big time. That is, I, I have joked like so much of the conversation and arguments. I'm like, this is just Eve all over again. This is just Adam and Eve in the garden. Uh, it's Eve and out. Doing weirdo stuff, getting misled (laughs) and um, manipulated into eating the fruit from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. And And, then uh, apparently freaking Adam must have been all browbeaten already because he just freaking went along with it and was like, yeah, I guess I'll do it. So I'm just, I'm telling you. How many times I have said to Benjamin, I'm like, man, this is like the freaking garden all over again.
0: Women Uh,
1: should not be uh, trusted. I'm a misogynist.
0: You're a female misogynist, which is sort of an oxymoron, but that's okay. (laughs) So we have to go to break, folks. I want to leave you with the following thought. When Johnny can't read or write, remember, it was people like Randy Weingarten who closed your schools, shut them down, and kept them shut. So when Americans can't compete on the world stage, intellectually, emotionally, in business, it's because they have become, their education was retarded. They are not retarded. I'm saying that their education was hurt. It was retarded. You go look up the definition, folks. It was hurt by the closures. It was hurt by the lockdowns, all of which were done by the Randy Weingartens of the world for political, ideological, wokeism reasons. That's right. folks we're going to break we will be right back with me and the lovely erica
1: hey everybody erica reddick also known as generally irritable special shout out and thanks to our of the people radio and podcast listeners and to our rumble viewers we sort of had to give up on youtube a little bit because uh they don't like the things that we say. So you guys make sure you go check us out on Rumble. And also while you're there, go ahead, click subscribe, follow Generally Irritable. You hear Robert and I talk about it a lot and you might ask yourself, what's the difference? Well, at Generally Irritable, we're not just covering news and politics, but we're talking about how news and politics intersects with culture. We get to go to live events like the How Many More Rally at the Austin Capitol, America Fest hosted by Turning Point USA, talk to and interview some of your favorite pundits, politicians, and podcasters to see what they think about where we are at in the American experiment today. Why do we do it? Because we believe that an engaged and informed electorate is the best way to save the American Republic. You'll even find cameos from our producer, uh, Lord Benjamin, AKA Lord Violence, AKA a darker perspective. That's where you can find him on Twitter. You can find me on all of the socials under Generally Irritable, literally all of them. Twitter, you're gonna find me as Erica Reddick, E-R-I-C-K-A-R-E-D-I-C. And most importantly, engage, because we need you to overcome the evil big tech overlords. You gotta share, you gotta comment, you got to like, you got to hit that rumble button.
0: Hello, and welcome back to Of The People. And I am Robert Chernin, of course, with
1: Erica Reddick,
0: of course. Obviously. So Erica, just yeah. when you think it's safe to go back in the water, guess who's back in the news?
1: Ooh. Actually,
0: guess who's back in general?
1: Um Hillary Clinton. You peeked at the notes. Oh, am so, I right? So who got Hillary, who committed suicide so. this week?
0: <laughs> um exactly. Um, yeah, the body count just keeps <laughs> going bigger. But actually, so so you know it's presidential politics and you know that things are changing. So it's not even the Clintons, it's the Clinton Global Initiative is back in business. Oh, right? oh they are and it just so happens that they are having an annual meeting in New York. Can't imagine why. At the same time that the UN General Assembly is meeting. Right? So, okay. and at the same time that George Soros' son Alex is meeting with California Governor Gavin Newsom.
1: Oh, brilliant.
0: So all three of these things are happening at the same time.
1: Oh, so do you, do you
0: think? Do you think there's a, a relationship there? What do you think? Uh,
1: oh yeah, absolutely. Well, we know that the Global Initiative was literally just a fund for campaigning, a way it's to a a way to get funds from foreign countries and foreign agents to well, we'll help campaign.
0: Well, but they were also seeking to curry influence with what they thought was going to be the future president, a la Joe Biden, Burisma, Romania, mm. Russia, China, um, same thing.
1: Oh, brilliant. And so now, and now Gavin Newsom, who is being sort of floated as a potential presidential candidate.
0: Can I say he's being groomed as a presidential
1: oh, candidate? Hey, <laughs> Probably. Well, and much like the Clintons, he's got low moral, uh, low moral standing, low moral values. What's the word for that?
0: He's a moral degenerate. What?
1: Yeah, dude, he screwed his (laughs) campaign manager's wife. What? Yeah, I I think it was his campaign manager. I missed that one. I missed that one. Or like his chief of staff. Like, yeah, that dude, uh, uh you know speaking of the definition of the word is that dude had an affair with someone's wife on his staff so that dude is uh okay. low moral character let's just say that perfect for the democrats to uh run for office that seems look, to be if, their if, alex soros,
0: if look if, if, let's talk presidential politics if alex soros his meeting with Gavin Newsom, there's a, there's a reason. Oh, he's yeah, already formed his people back I'm telling you now, Joe oh, Biden will not be the nominee, either what? by either voluntarily, he will either voluntarily choose not to run and say that the, you know my health isn't good, or the doctors won't let me, or for the good of the country, or some sort of banal comment, right? That that's going to happen. And then they're going to put Gavin Newsom in there. Some people say Michelle Obama. I think she is too divisive, right? Um, and so I don't think I, I mean, don't
1: like politics. I'm yes. not political.
0: Right. I'm well, not political. Uh, yeah. But I'm finally proud of my country, so I, I'll run again. But I don't, I don't, I don't think so. So you know, we'll see what happens. And and this is at the same time, right? This I love when I make you laugh. This is great. <laughs>
1: Right. so stupid these people are such dirtbags, and somehow they still get attention and money and people do. take them seriously oh i can't okay i'm sorry okay i got it i am getting myself together robert right and, and
0: the and the other thing is you got to realize the reason you, he's running is he's starting to walk back certain policies oh. and certain extremist positions so he is positioning himself as a moderate or is going to try to say, well, yep. I used to and and, and again you got to remember that people's memory in politics, you know, is is a mile wide and very an inch short. Deep. Yeah. Very short. So everyone to, fell
1: off the turnip truck yesterday,
0: literally. Right. But but I but I will tell you, if the Clinton Global initiative has been restarted and the money's going to flow into those coffers, I don't think that she's going to run for president, but she's going to angle for a position in the Newsom administration. <sighs> Because of all the influence she can bring, I mean, there's a nexus here, and I can't look. I'm not the smartest guy in the world. I can't be the only guy that can connect these dots and look at this and go, "Oh, that's this. This is what's happening." I you
1: right? you I, you you can't be, um, you can't be. But you know, so many people, so many Americans want to just stick their heads right up their sandpile and not pay any attention to anything that's going on.
0: Well, in all fairness, so many Americans don't have the time because they're kept too busy trying to deal with Joe Biden's inflation or pay their energy bill or put food on the table. Or if you're the United Auto Workers, try to save your job because electric vehicles are being shoved down your throat by the Biden administration. Oh, yeah. And oh, my God. And they're on strike now, too. Oh,
1: my God.
0: Of course, Good they're on God. strike now. Oh. Of course, they're on strike now. Oh, my God. Right? And, and Robert, by the way, the, this is like, I thing, can't even handle it. I can't wait, handle the, it. The other thing that people need to note, so this is UN General Assembly meeting this week, right? Guess who's not there? China. China is not there. That's Russia right. Russia is not there. Yep. And France isn't there. And I think there's one other. But there's three or four members of the, the Permanent Security Council members who are, who the high level, de- I mean, they're there, but but the... You know the high-level delegations are not there, so they basically are are thumbing their nose at not the UN, who's given the speech, Joe Biden. They're thumbing their, I mean, I can't be the only one who sees this. It just it boggles my mind. So you have Joe Biden talking about the threats to democracy, and you know because they released the speech ahead of time, what he's going to say, you know all that stuff, right? And And you have the Clintons in town. You have the Global Initiative that's restarting. You have. They're meeting with, you know, Soros is meeting with with Newsom. Newsom is moderating his his positions, and the big powers at the UN aren't there. What does that tell you? It tells you the fix is in.
1: This is what. Okay, so what do you think, Robert? They. Okay, I am really curious what you think about this. The. You have been saying this whole time that Joe Biden is not going to be the nominee, right?
0: Absolutely. But but the whole Democrat.
1: but the whole democratic machine is like pushing Joe Biden. They're pushing Kamala Harris as the vice president. They, Uh the, the media is really, um, is really standing behind them, pushing it. Yet we see all of these things stacking up for, for somebody like a Gavin Newsom to kind of step in. How do you, what do you think is going to happen? Do you think they're going to pull, um, Oh, which, which amendment is it where you can deem the president? Like unfit 25th. To 25th. Um, do you think they're going to pull one of those? No. Do you think that they're going to like, they're going to impeach him and it's going to be the corruption? Like, how do you think they're going to reposition Gavin Newsom as the candidate? What do you well, think is going to happen?
0: Okay. It's a good, it's a good question. For, first of all, the sure telltale sign that that things have turned against Joe Biden is both CNN and I think it was either MSNBC or ABC did an entire show on all the misstatements that Joe Biden has made. Really, a, a single show. They didn't quite call them lies, but they basically, in no, you know, you know in, in lesser terms, pointed all this out. So if the media is now turning on Joe Biden, and the media is the mm, mouthpiece of, of sort of the, the, the progressive Democratic. Party. Democratic party, if you will, that means that the jig is up and that the media is, and they're slowly going to turn on Joe Biden. I don't know exactly the form or function it will take, but I could see it playing out in one of several ways. One way is either, you know, they go to him sort of like they went to Richard Nixon and said, you have to, you can't run. And if he says I'm going to run, then they're going to threaten him either overtly or covertly with allowing all these corruption charges to go forward, not only against him, but more importantly, against his son, and they'll and they'll make it that that we're going to make sure these charges against your son, Hunter Biden, carry through the next administration, where you can't pardon him because you'll no longer be president. Right? Mm. It could take one of any sort of turns here. But at the end, and look, it could happen at the convention where where they have a challenge from the floor. Oh,
1: okay. So this was going to be my next question: Is there a way to appoint a nominee without having a caucus or primary?
0: Yes, you can do it at the convention. You can totally ignore it. At the end of the day, it it, uh, it it's all look. The, or the, the delegates the primaries Dele- are elected by the delegate. If the are I'm sorry, the primaries elect the delegates. The delegates right. go to the convention. The delegates are obligated in That's most states who, to vote for who who won the election in their state for the first round only. If there's if some people defect from that. Or so, so they face could
1: face. literally so they could literally circumvent the entire d- Democratic process of choosing who the Democrat candidate could be.
0: What do you and think then you're going in New Hampshire? Wow. So in New Hampshire, oh my gosh. so the Democratic Party, the, the DNC, the Democratic National Committee basically came out and said, We want South Carolina to go first. New Hampshire's first in the nation. Even the even the New Hampshire Democrats said, No, we're going first. There was a deadline of September 1, they've extended the deadline to October 14th for the New Hampshire Democratic Party to come in line with the plan, or they're going to basically de-electorate them, so to speak. They're <gasps> going to basically prevent the, their electorates from being seated at the convention, the electors. What? It's all The jig is up, the system is rigged one way or the other, and the Constitutional Republic that was no, that used to be known as the United States of America fell on March 20th of 2020 in March of, or wow. March of 2020. In any event, we are getting the high sign. This is a fun and fast show. And I, and I love if I can make you laugh makes my day.
1: Yes. Lots of laughter today. Cause it, you know what, what is it? Um, Ch- Chad Honkler. This is the Chad Honkler
0: show. Uh, really? I thought it was of the people. <laughs> maybe not <laughs> folks look we, we have to go to break but look we are on every podcast platform find That's us right. download us into your feed leave us a review That's email right. me comment, comment. Like, comment share i can take your best shot erica probably can too but she's a little more genteel and delicate than i am uh, <gasps> you wouldn't know it though so mm. comment follow us give me your best shot email me at robertc@asicfund.org or erica it's erica at coalition4america.com that's right it's been a really good show thanks for listening with us we will see you next week we